What's up, YouTube? Tonight's welcome to Lords of the Longbox presents the cover price top 10 for the week ending July 31st. Holy cow, we are in August and I am starting to feel the weather. Speaking of hot, you know what's hot? Saying the word is hot. Good YouTube nights and welcome to Lords of Longbox presents the cover price top 10 for the week ending July 31st. Like my man, Manimal, fresh back from Terrificon. How you doing, Zach? Say good to the people. I'm good. I'm probably the only person who still has his voice. So, uh, I, yeah, Justin couldn't make it because he lost his voice, apparently. Yeah, man. Uh, and speaking of cover price from our sister channel, Nearing Nirvana, welcome Laura Hi. back to the show, everybody. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me back. I'm excited. You're back. You're welcome back anytime you want. I'll, just tell me who you want me to bump, and I'll bump them. And you can come on. <laughs> All right, Manimal's got to go. Shit, oh, oh, he's right there. <laughs> <This show laughs> by our friends over at CoverPrice.com for your price guides, collections, and trends. This is your top ten list that we do every Tuesday at six p.m. Pacific, as well as the cover price shakers of the week that we do every Thursday at six p.m. Also, our friends at Key Collectibles. Go to Facebook.com, Instagram.com, force us Key Collectibles for all your pressing sub CGC submission needs 
And uh, yeah, we got a uh, fun list. Uh, first time in a while that the list has actually changed up a bit, uh, wouldn't you say, uh, Zach? I mean, it's uh, normally dominated by a billion genies, and even yeah. uh, Bird City Comics, eight billion genies on there at one point. So uh, shout out to uh, Bird City for you guys killing it with that variant, man. That was pretty exciting. Not gonna lie, like uh, it was just so surreal the whole experience of it, but. We appreciate everyone that bought it before it became humongous and saw something good in it from the get-go. Well, if it was for San Diego Comic-Con, your book would probably still be on there. I'm sorry. But <laughs> San Diego Comic-Con kind of trumped everything. So, as usual, the top ten, there's always one that's worth an honorable mention. Well, Zach, what do we have for the runner-up this week? So, the runner-up at number 11 is going to be Amazing Spider-Man number 10. So, as noted by everyone, recent Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse merchandise leaks revealed a web-shooting guitar and Spider-Punk mask effectively confirming Hobie Brown, Spider-Punk's appearance in the upcoming film. His first appearance has been cautiously trending with a modest 14 copies sold, seven-day trend of 147%, and a high sale of $80 for a raw copy and a fair market value of $57. I don't know how many weeks I've been talking about Hobie Brown, Spider-Punk is going to be across the multiverse of madness. So uh, I guess the secret is out now, but you guys should definitely go out and get it. But, you know, uh, I expect even more different iterations of spider-type creatures are going to pop up, man. I can't... It's amazing that Sony didn't do a panel San Diego Comic-Con, right? To, to show um, the, the Spider-Man stuff that they have. But, uh, oh well. You can't, have a, you can't have your cake and eat it all, I guess. So so coming in, a runner of Amazing Spider-Man number 10. Raw Dog selling for 80 bones. A seven-day uptrend to 147%. Holy cow. All right. Right right to it. Let's get right to number 10. Laura, this is kind of an apropos book for you. Kind of a cool character. Right up uh, your lane. Perfect. All right. So number 10, we have Invincible Iron Man number nine. This is from 2016. It's finally here. The trailer for Black Panther, uh, Wakanda Forever, debuted at San Diego Comic-Con, and we got our first glimpse at Riri Williams in Wakanda. With a series for Disney Plus in the making, we're more than excited to see Riri Williams on the big screen for the first time. As Riri makes headlines, fans are again ready for a second wave of collecting. We tracked down 19 copies sold at a seven-day trend of 114% with a high sale of $615 for a CGC 9.8. Just wait till the trailer drops that shows her in her Iron Man or whatever her armor. Then, you know. You think you'll see it? I'm not sure you're going to see the armor in, in until maybe like the end. Yeah, like the final trailer, you know, just like, you know, just to throw a bone because we saw the actress is going to play her. And, you know, obviously, you know, they I think part of Wakanda, they filmed at what was it? MIT or somewhere where she uh, where she's a student. So, uh, really? yeah, yeah. Hmm. So uh, very cool. By the way, um, I won't say it. It's a secret. Uh, maybe maybe I'll say it later. But anyway, <laughs> number 10 on the list, Invincible Iron Man, number nine, coming in at number 10. Man, those numbers always throw me up when it's like that. All right, what do we got for number eight? Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Got... I'm sorry. <laughs> Man, counting really gets hard when you have a list from 10 to 1. Yeah, so yeah. number nine, we got Black Panther number one. So among the appearance of characters such as Riri Williams and Namor, fans also have shown footage of Akoya and Nakia. These characters debuted in this 1998 issue of Black Panther. Looks like the future of the Black Panther, man- Black Panther mantle will be passed down to a successor. Many fan theories put Okoya, Nakia, and Shuri at the top of that speculation list. Tracked 16 copies sold, seven-day trend of 148%, and high sale $306.87 for a CGC 9.8. 
Not bad at all. I glad, I'm, I'm glad I got this book. So, uh, oh, I'm, I'm two for three. That's the first time I've been two for three since uh, in a long time. But, uh, yeah, this is a – I think this is Mark Texiera. Did he do this cover? Yeah. Yeah, yeah there yeah. you go, right there on yeah. the cover. It was Some a, great, I like this, great, great cover. Yeah, I, I love this version of the Black Panther, too. Where he kind of has, like, a half cape, and he's, like, the, yeah. the golden – the gold uh, highlights of it. But, yeah. so I got I a soft go. spot for all those Marvel Knights imprints for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. Number nine is Black Panther number one from 1998. All right. Coming in as a returning champion. All right. Now we're on number eight. So The Incredible Hulk 449. This is from 1997. San Diego Comic-Con confirmed that the Thunderbolts are officially coming to the MCU. And that information continues to propel this book forward. The interest in the Thunderbolts team was enough to bring this book into our top 10 list. We tracked down 25 copies sold at a seven-day trend of 100% with a high sale of 2160 for a CGC 9.8. Uh, note this was a heritage sale where the typical fair market value for a 9.8 is elsewhere, elsewhere is around 650 So keep that in mind. That That's makes good. sense. I, I heard that number and I was like, what? That's insane. I know. Somewhere Ryan is, is mob, like licking his chops because he's like, when should I sell? When should I sell? But <laughs> he's going to sell um, one. It's still only going to make like 700 bucks off of it. Yeah. I have a feeling when we find out who the team members are, there's going to be other ancillary books that are going right. to, you know what I'm saying? Because it's not yeah. going to be this exact team. It's going to basically get, maybe we'll get like a U.S. agent and mm -hmm. uh, White Widow and maybe some other characters, you know, and, and, and maybe there's a comic that has a different, you know, you know, because Thunderbolt's been around for a while. Obviously, this original team are all supervillains that masqueraded as villains. So um, I have a feeling once they actually do tell you who the team is, uh, those books will get hot too. So just my two cents out there, start searching for other Thunderbolt iterations. Uh, just so sure. you read the tea leaves, you know what I'm saying? All right. Uh, number, number eight is Incredible Hulk number 449 from 1997. What do we got for number seven? So number seven, we have the Astonishing Ant-Man number six from 2016. So San Diego Comic-Con confirmed many fan theories with trailers and poster reveals. One news that came out at SDCC was the confirmation that Cassie Lang would prominently feature in the Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. This news caused a rise in sales for her first appearance as the Stinger. Keep in mind that her first appearance as Cassie Lang is in Marvel premiere number 47, though. Track 19 copies sold, seven-day trend of 136%, and a high sale of $230 for CGC 9.8. So Marvel premiere number 47 was also the first appearance of Scott Lang. I, I would imagine Cassie was a small a baby. child in, in, in that book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, that comes, that's like Cable's first appearance as a baby. It's also kind of like the Franklin Richards first appearance in the Annihilus exactly. book. Like, you know, the X does that really count? You know, yeah, X23 in a, in a, in a vial. In a vial. <laughs> people, yeah. people have gone some crazy shit sometimes. Um, but I would say, you know, those Young Avengers books with the first appearance of Stature and other iterations right. of her, uh, that's what I would uh, probably look for. Um, you know, I, you know, full-blown Young Avengers is coming, man. Young Avengers is coming. So number seven on the list is Astonishing Ant-Man, number six from 2016, and that is a dope cover. Is that my I was just going to say, I like the cover. This is a cover buy for me. Yeah, is that yeah. Mark Brooks? It's like Mark Brooks. Damn, she's just crushing people, though. It's crazy. Want, hey, if you were that big, wouldn't you crush them too? I mean, is she you know, a villain? No, and just you know, she didn't like her. So what are you gonna do? Yeah. You know. <laughs> All right, what do we got for number six? All right, number six, we have Avengers two sixty seven. This is from nineteen eighty six. Based on Phage's reveal of the MCU's Phase Six, the first appearance of the Council of Kings. Right, Kings, not Kongs. I've heard it both ways. <laughs> 
Yeah. I think it's Kang. Seems essential moving forward. Kang has been set up to be quite the adversary over the next two phases of the MCU, and the fan base is gearing up for it. It sold 36 copies, had a seven-day trend of 100%, and had a high sale of $299 for a CGC 9.8, and a raw fair market value of 50 bucks. Yeah, so there's a there's a council of kings. Uh, I guess you can call them a gaggle of kings or whatever, a flock a of kings. Uh, you know, <laughs> a, a kangers. I don't know what they are, but yeah. When we didn't get to see the trailer, but the, at Hall H they showed the trailer of Kang and I believe in costume. When that happens, it's gonna go crazy. And I got my 7.0 sitting right here of my. Avengers number eight, the first appearance of Kang the Conqueror, <laughs> ready to go. So, uh, shout out. So, uh, number six on the list is Avengers number two sixty seven. That's such an eighties cover too. I mean, just just look at the the artwork, man. All right, but you know, because you know, blue, purple, and green always go together. Apparently, somehow. <laughs> uh, all right. So, what do we got for number five? Number five is. Avengers number 268. So while some collectors may want Avengers 267 for the key appearance, many fans want to read the story all the way through. This issue is the second part of the Kang Dynasty storyline and has recently seen an uptick after the San Diego Comic-Con news on the next Avengers movie. We tracked 26 copies sold, seven-day trend of 140%, and a high sale of $275 for a CGC 9.8. You know, this might be like the first time we've ever had two consecutive issues in a row, you know, like in, a, in the top 10. Yeah. Back yeah. to back. I actually had to look at the list to make sure I was reading the right book. So I was like, wait, what's happening here? Shout out to Chuck Henze. Uh, perfect seven for seven so far. Wow. Way to go, Dang. man. You know, but uh, I mean, these were dollar bin books easily. I mean, in these Avengers 200 runs somewhere along the line. I mean, right. you know, um, before I guess the Loki series came out and. I can't wait to see it. I think Jonathan Majors is a fantastic actor. I mean, um, I don't know if you guys ever seen that uh, HBO show. It's kind of sci-fi. Something uh, takes place in the 50s. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's the one that's kind of um, Lovecraftian, isn't it? What it's called? Yeah, Lovecraft Country. That is Lovecraft a great Country. show. That is a great show. Um, to, I wish there was a season two because it really is. A, if you're a sci-fi fan, you should totally dig um, um, uh, Lovecraft Country. So Avengers number five coming in, or uh, number five coming in is Avengers number 268 from 1968. Wow, from 1986. Oh my God, I am totally dyslexic today. My bad. I, I worship the. De <laughs> I also worship the devil. Nine nine nine. Anyway, all right. So we go from number five to number four. All right, number four. We got the Savage She-Hulk number one. This is from 1980. With more footage of the She-Hulk series, this book is seeing yet another spike since the last trailer debuted. Uh, with two weeks away from the first episode, it is likely we will be seeing She-Hulk on the top 10 or runner-up list once more. We tracked 45 copies sold at a seven-day trend of 93%, with a high sale of $968.99 for a CGC 9.8. I think most people saw the trailer and were like, ah, eh, that's, that's pretty fun. But then the reveal of Daredevil at the end really blew people's minds right i mean True. That was... I'll, I'll be honest with you this is probably the disney plus show i feel like out of all the ones that have been revealed lately even moon knight and all that for some reason this is the one i'm most excited about i i feel like it's really i think it looks really good and i liked it even before i saw the daredevil trailer i don't know because yeah, it has the potential of having tons of cameos in it and they yeah. even said so um and the way that she breaks the fourth wall and everything so we already know wong is in it we already know um um, Daredevil is in it. We already know uh, the Abomination is in it. So uh, you know, I can. I just like see how it her... operates, like in a different, like a 
it's not like your normal superhero movie. It's like, you know, it's, it's a sitcom. Something it's, basically, it's, it, yeah. it's like law, you know, in the, in the courtroom. It's like real life in a way. So, yeah, you can handle the truth. That's uh, one of my <laughs> yeah. favorite genres of movies is courtroom dramas. Uh, I don't know why, but like uh, Lincoln Lawyer, one of my favorite films of all time, yeah, as well yeah, as, you know, A Few Good Men, those type of movies. So, um, you know, uh, but, you know, people poo poo on it because of the special effects. But, you know, they're probably still working on it to this very moment. So number four on the list is Savage She-Hulk number one from 1980 uh this next book on the list if you have not watched it on amazon plus you need to go on uh, amazon prime you need to go peep it out because i i binge the entire thing over the weekend yeah i haven't got i haven't got to it yet but we got paper girls number one so the first season of paper girls was released on amazon last friday receiving positive feedback from fans and critics alike tracked 51 copies sold seven day trend of 101 percent high sale of 130 dollars for a cgc 9.8 However, what is interesting about the sales is that many sellers are reporting their listings as sitting at a standstill. For the time being, it seems that the supply of this issue outweighs the current demand. It has mm. only been a couple of days since the release of the series, so there are chances this may change. So, Tivo, did they, the whole, because this is not normal for Amazon Prime. They dropped all the episodes? They did. And how they many did. are there? Uh, eight, I want to say. Oh, uh, wow. Eight. Okay. Eight, yeah. Eight, and it's... Yo, uh, I, I I I know enough about Paper Girls to not I'm not like totally clueless on it. You know, like it's kind of really kind of spanning everything, and mm-hmm. they go in some wild places. So it takes uh, think about everything always anywhere or with that Michelle Yeoh movie about time travel and everything, and it's just basically these four girls that are stuck in this kind of um, time war between these two entities, and you don't know who's who and they meet their future selves, uh, and there's some uh, emotional moments as well. And there's also a giant mecha. That's all I'm going to tell you. <laughs> that surprised the shit out of me when I saw I the giant have, mecha. I have a little question, though. Do you think that this is holding its ground against Stranger Things? That's like all I've been hearing it being compared to, like the girl mm. version of Stranger Things. It's, I guess, character-wise, but not story-wise. Because Stranger Things is more, I guess, supernatural than, than, than this. But I will tell you this, though. It's right up there with Stranger Things when it comes to music. I mean, uh, first really? few episode, I got Danzig to Blue Monday by New Order. So I was like, <laughs> I'm down already. And then one episode opens with Alice Cooper. So I'm like, I'm I'm in it. You know, because, you know, they, it takes place from the 70s, 80s, and then in, in, in modern times. So they play a lot of really cool music, just like Stranger Things did. So I mean, just for the music alone, I was like, I am down. When when uh, There's a certain scene where uh, one of the girls and her brother... Um, I don't want to give it away, but it's 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 pretty it's pretty you know if for those who know the story, it, it's really kind of heart touching. But in in a in a in a, in a brother sister what used to be like you know they poke and make fun of each other, but then I don't want to give it away. I, I want to give it away, but I can't give it away. Just just <laughs> just watch it. Uh, hopefully, Perfect Girl season two comes out because uh, it's very well done too. Uh, they spent uh, you know Amazon that, they got that Bezos money, so they did put some production value into this, the special effects and everything, and some of the concepts are are really up there. So um, I can you know it is it is young girls. 12 years old so you know you know stop saying you know you should know that going into it don't complain that it's a bunch of young girls when you to watch it you know what i'm saying you know, you know how people say ah, you know big boys wouldn't do uh, whatever it's just hey four girls that just randomly meet and get sucked into this whole time war and i'll leave it at that but it's definitely like what worth it. said here too like not to compare it too much to stranger things just let it be its own thing and go and open my right exactly yeah. exactly exactly because stranger things is more 
I guess we have a problem with comparing everything. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, there would be worse things to compare to Stranger Things, right? I mean, you know what I'm okay, saying? Yeah. You, I mean, you, yeah, you could compare it to like Venom. I mean, you know, that would oh, be God. <laughs> horrible. All right. All right. Number three on the list is Paper Girls, number one from 2015. And what's cool is so for the first, like, I think this is a six issue series or something along those lines. And each uh, cover has a different font for the, the logos. And so does a show, which I caught. Because I was like, ah, I see what they did there. I mean, it's okay. I'll put it this way. If you love Brian K. Vaughn, you'll love this. Because he's the writer. And this is very Brian K. Vaughn-ish. Take that for whatever you will. Um, you know, if I were to say, if you love Bendis on something, then I would say that you probably don't have good taste. But anyway, uh, number three on the list is Paper Girls. Number one coming in at number three. I'm pretty sure I'm going to get uh, uh, flat. <laughs> I'm going to get flack for that one. All right, what do you got for number two? All right, number two, we got X-Men, number 200. This is from 1985. Here is another book placed at the top of our list because of San Diego Comic-Con announcements. The exclusive first look into the next saga of the X-Men animated series showed off a new version of Magneto. In the preview, Magneto donned the same costume displayed on this issue's cover. We tracked 55 copies sold at a seven-day trend of 141% with a high sale of 189 for a CGC 9.8. You've got to be kidding me. It's that much. I, I This yeah. has been sitting in my LCS for a good five bucks for the longest time. Right. Um, so for those who don't know, I mean, if you watch the San Diego Comic-Con uh, or watch our show that uh, when we did the San Diego Comic-Con live uh, presentation, they showed, um, uh, I guess, stills from the X-Men animated series. And it's this version of Magneto you see in costume. And he's going to be the leader of the X-Men 97 team. And it's the exact same costume that they have on this cover here. So I don't know. Zach, you're the X-Men guy. Is this the first time he donned this costume or? Yeah, I believe so. And then he goes on to wear it uh, when he's like the leader of the new mutants, which is pretty much like right after this. So um, it's the most uninventive Magneto costume. They put him in purple with a big M on his. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, come on, man. Like, yeah. Hey, bring back the old red with the helmet and everything, you know. So uh, I guess he didn't care about, you know, uh, Xavier reading his mind because that's what the whole helmet was for, right? Uh, to keep uh, Xavier from reading his thoughts. But, man, I can't believe this book is this high right now. I mean, yo, post-pandemic prices are nuts. I'm glad I have this part of my X-Men run of 400 issues. So uh, I need to go dig them up, dig in my long box, see if I have a 9A candidate. All right, uh, so number one on the list shouldn't be a surprise to you. Yeah, number one, we got Marvel Superhero Secret Wars number one from 1984. So rising from number eight last week to number one, Marvel recently announced the next two Avengers movies, the second of which had the title Secret Wars. A dead giveaway, but the potential behind that ambitious undertaking could bring us the likes of the X-Men and more sooner than we anticipated. Tracked 66 copies, seven-day trend of 122%, had a high sale of $1,050 for a CGC 9.8, and Raws are trending at a fair market value of $66. So per our scoop that we originally ran on Three Men in the Basement that uh, the next Avengers level type thing would be Secret Wars, um, uh, and when we first broke it on Three Men in the Basement back in 2019 when our, my channel got shut down, so uh, we put the scoop on there that... 
The Secret Wars would be a combination of this Secret Wars and the Hickman Secret Wars. Um, so, you know, obviously they can't do everything comic accurately. So there will be like battle worlds. And you already heard the word incursion when you watched mm -hmm. uh, Doctor Strange Instant Multiverse of Madness, which is a major theme of the Hickman Secret Wars. Uh, and where we got like, you know, all the different Thors and everything. And I do believe Doctor Strange is the only one in the battle worlds that knows what happened. Uh, if I recall correctly yes. when, I, when I read that, right? Yeah. 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 So uh, I think it's a combo. You're getting like this book's heating up because of the title Secret Wars, but I think you're right. Exactly. I think the Secret Wars, the more modern, is more the storyline. Yeah. Uh, sure. And and at Hall H, they revealed it's going to be the end of Phase Six. Uh, they mapped it out. It was going to be two Avengers films: Avengers: uh, The Kang Dynasty, which is I think uh, going to release in summer, and then the Marvel's uh, Secret Wars is going to be releasing in uh, winter of that year. Um, and you know, I, I read an interview somewhere said, you know, Feige said, look, Avengers is the, is not going away. It's going to be the movies that kind of, you know, are the major, like, uh, beginning and ends of phases, right? Like if you think about, uh, end game, right. That kind of ended the phase. And so mm -hmm. this is secret wars. I mean, the, the possibilities are endless with variants, this, that, and the other, but, uh, yeah, Marvel Superheroes Secret Wars number one breaking uh, four digits in a nine point eight. Holy cow! I think I have the, I think I have the whole twelve issue run somewhere, and I think I sold it on a Lord's auction for like dirt cheap, man. I'm yeah, I mean the off. only book that really had any value for the longest time was the Symbiote Spider Man one, you know. Yeah, that and the Doom cover, I think. Uh, um, but there's also the first appearance of uh, Spider Woman in that run as well, right? The uh, Julia and Carpenter version. In Titania, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think Titania as well. Yeah. So uh, there's a lot of places to go. I just picked go. up one of those Julia Carp Carpenters this week. Yeah. Speaking of nice. I got my cane, and I got my high, high evolutionary ready to go, baby. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'm, I want to sell it now, but I was like, you know, I'm going to wait till D23 and wait for actual more news to come out. So, uh, um, wow, look at that. We clocked in at 628 just for Laura. I know. I was like watching the clock. I'm like, they got this on a nice pace. This is perfect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Laura, tell them where they can find you, what time, and what day, and uh, and uh, you'll be they'll be redirected also from us. Uh, yeah, guys. So Nearing Nirvana, it's a channel that is all females. We run that, let's see, Tuesdays at 9.30 Eastern Standard Time. We have another show that goes live on Thursdays called uh, Long Story Short, Ye and Mr. Long Short run that one. And then we're back on Fridays. So right after the show ends... In about a minute, we'll be live. So make sure you come check it out. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of insulted. I haven't been invited on. I can wear a wig. I can, I can pretend to be you've a, been a on. You've been on the show. Oh, yeah, I have. Huh? Oh, you were like right. your that's first right. big name that we had. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you so guys are you killing me pity, with the trivia, man. Party yeah. Over there. yeah, they were killing me with the trivia. I was like, oh, my God. I didn't know. I should have studied, man. But uh, people out near Nirvana, they go live in about one minute from now. Thank you for joining us, Laura. Have a great show. I'll probably see you guys over there. Manimal, any last words and uh, about the Terrificon or anything Yeah, else? just shout out to everyone I saw. Ter Terrificon had a terrific time. Um, honestly, so much fun. Best con I've ever been to. Um, oh, I'm jealous. So, so much fun. So if I saw you there, awesome. If I missed you, my apologies. Hopefully I'll catch you next year or something. But damn, it was amazing. It was a really, that was really the time. most uh, homoerotic bull ride I've ever seen done by you, Zach, on the mechanical. Well, yo, bull. so that was the thing. They were all like, oh, I got to do this bull ride. And since I'm the only guy from Texas, so <laughs> I had to, of course, show him up. You know, so. Yeah. And then Justin lasted, what, four, se <laughs> four yeah. seconds? Is there a video of this? Oh, there yeah. is, unfortunately. Can you post it? There is a 
video. I believe Where's it's, it at? I believe it's on the Comic-Con podcast Instagram. Yeah, it's on the Comic-Con podcast Instagram. You can see Manimal from El Paso riding the bull better than anybody else. And then Justin trying it for four seconds and then falling straight on his face, which is <laughs> freaking hilarious. By the way, we're trying to work it out where uh, all the lords are going to show up at Terrificon next year. Uh, so uh, either Terrificon or the Comic Swap, we got to make an East Coast appearance. So for Laura Bird City Comics, Manimal, this is TiVo saying uh, keep digging in them long boxes and peace out. Oh, that the Lord is up there. Um, What's in the box?